KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. All the King's Men is a remake of Robert Rosson's classic 1949 film about the rise and fall of a Southern demagogue. The new film has no center, no coherence, no soul, and no shame. What it does have is a preening lead performance, a bizarre concatenation of accents, a dreary, pseudo-gritty look, a nonsensical change of period— and a score that could be used for torturing prisoners without violating the Geneva Conventions. It's a botch, and a baffling botch. Steven Zalian, the writer-director, adapted Schindler's List for Steven Spielberg and directed Searching for Bobby Fischer. Sean Penn, the star, is one of the most gifted actors of our time, and he's surrounded by a cast that includes Jude Law, Anthony Hopkins, James Gandolfini, Patricia Clarkson, Kate Winslet, and Mark Ruffalo. Yet the net result of all this talent is a nullity that leaves you wondering what the fuss was all about. There would have been no fuss if all the King's Men hadn't set itself up against movie history, literary history, and American history. The Rawson film won three Oscars for Best Picture, Best Actor, and Best Supporting Actress. Like this new one, it was adapted from Robert Penn Warren's novel of the same name, and Warren modeled his hero, Willie Stark, on the kingfish, Huey P. Long Jr., the larger-than-life governor and then senator who dominated the political scene in Louisiana— from the late 1920s to the mid-1930s. Willie Stark was first brought to the screen by Broderick Crawford, until then a successful character actor known for his beefy physique and a shrewd intelligence beneath his bluff demeanor. Crawford made Willie instantly likable as well as palpably dangerous, a self-described hick and plain-spoken man of the people, but then by degrees a bully with a taste for booze, a weakness for women, and a spectacular lust for power. Sean Penn's Willie doesn't develop by degrees, but by a quantum leap from cool to hot. For a while, he's a lubricious country bumpkin making speeches of genuine banality and dubious sincerity that are nonetheless greeted with keening reverence by James Horner's terrible score. Then he explodes into full-bore rabble-rousing hands flailing wildly or waving seductively, head wagging or bobbing in Hitlerian spasms, voice rising from grade three-zero sandpaper to full-throated, quasi-biblical declamations. It's a phenomenon, all right, but a strangely unaffecting one. How could so much energy generate so little genuine emotion? This new All the King's Men fails on just about every count. The Southern accents defy description. The period has been moved by two decades to the late 1940s through the 1950s, even though the populist Willie Stark, like Huey Long, was purely a creature of the Depression a period the filmmakers may have thought too depressing. The suppressed color palette of the cinematography recalls the glumness of Road to Perdition. It's an achievement of sorts, but a perverse one. Dorothea Lange does the Eisenhower era. And for a movie that stresses relationships, the connections between key characters are abstract or downright inscrutable. The first All the King's Men was far from perfect as a piece of art or artful entertainment. Still, it honored its source material and its time by dramatizing how power is accrued and how demagogues rise from the ranks of ordinary people to become the very monsters they promised to banish. 
The new version turns on power borrowed from the atmosphere and period detail of earlier movies. In the end, this murky remake functions mainly as a plain rapper setting for a fancy piece of acting that gets lost in a void. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal, back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.